You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. This content may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion advised. My bestie also said that he was on the phone with her while he was banging on my door and said he was going to kill me and make her listen. From Disturbed Media, join your host, Chad, for true tales of horror, bizarre happenings, and unexplainable events. This is Disturbed. Welcome in, everyone, to our Solo Shot episode. A single terrifying tale coming your way every other week. So without further delay, let's dive into the horror. This week we hear from Reddit user SquareAd262, featuring voice work by Matt Bradford. And fortunately, we have our bedroom door locked. About a year ago, I was fresh out of college and had just moved into an apartment with my middle school bestie and her fiancé. This was after a long period of not seeing her in person. My bestie and I had a long and great relationship with a few rocky periods. I didn't know fiancé well, but had met him a couple times. He came off as kind of rude and loud, but mostly nice enough. I let a lot of little annoying behavior slide because she was so in love with him. I really just wanted to spend time with my best friend. Over the course of a few months, I slowly discovered that she was trapped in an abusive relationship with the most classic example of a malignant narcissist imaginable. Their fights, really just him raging at her while she cried, escalated to the point where he was completely trashing the apartment, breaking her phone and laptop, hiding her car keys, blocking the door and grabbing her arm so hard she had bruises, all the while hurling out the worst insults he could fathom at the top of his lungs for hours. This man is a foot taller and a hundred pounds heavier than me, so there was nothing I could do other than give her a ride somewhere else away from him until the next day. He didn't like it when I did that. Once it reached the point of physical harm against her, I put my foot down and demanded that he move out or I would call the cops. He wasn't technically signed onto the lease, so I could have him kicked out. He begged for time to find a new place. He was extremely drunk and high the night he heard her, and he promised to stay sober until he moved. Not wanting to escalate things, I agreed on the condition that nothing like that ever happened again. My friend and her fiancé broke up soon after that. Three weeks pass and everything is going great. Ex-fiancé has found a new place and is in training for a new job. And while still loud and inconsiderate, he hasn't caused any problems so far. I get ready for bed early. I have an important meeting early the next day. I put on some comfy pajamas, locking my door before I change out of habit. 
My best friend is out working, and it's just me upstairs in bed and ex-fiancé downstairs yelling on the phone about something. I tune him out and try to sleep. I mean, he's moving out next week. My chest rattles from the booming footfalls up the stairs to my room, waking me from sleep. My eyes snap open to see my bedroom door rattling back and forth. Locked, he lets out a yell of pure malice and begins to bang on my door. He screams my name and it's so slurred he sounds like he's trying to impersonate a lizard man. I mean, the hinges aren't looking so good. We lived in a crappy, cheap apartment with thin doors. But I have to do something before he breaks open the doors, right? I say the only thing I can think of. What the fuck? Suddenly, the banging and screaming stops. My doorknob falls still, and after a terrifying moment of silence, he says flatly, Open the door, bud. Just come and open the door. I still laugh about that one. Like, after all that, I just walk over and open it up. Instead, I grabbed my essentials and jumped out the window. I was on the second floor, but we lived on a hill, so the fall wasn't quite that high. I still managed to fall wrong. I hobbled as quickly as I could to my car and peeled away. And then I called my best friend and warned her not to go home. We made plans for her to stay with a friend after she got off work. I made it to the friend's house and passed out for a few hours. Well, I woke up from a call from my bestie. Her fiancé had traveled all the way to her workplace with a knife and broke in. He assaulted her and held the knife up to her special needs client's throat and said he'd kill him in front of her. I mean, thank God a co-worker overheard everything in another room and was able to call the police in time for everyone to come out alive. My bestie also said that he was on the phone with her while he was banging on my door and said he was going to kill me and make her listen. I was totally alone in the apartment with him, sleeping upstairs on my bed. If I hadn't locked the door that night, would I even still be alive? If I hadn't left my car keys downstairs, would I have been able to get away? When I returned to my apartment the next morning, my bedroom door was completely kicked in. My belongings were scattered everywhere, and the large butcher knives were missing from the kitchen, instead sitting in the corner of the hallway to my room. You're listening to Disturbed from Disturbed Media. Now, although this is a solo shot episode, I'm throwing in a bonus listener voicemail. Let's hear from Cassie. Hi, my name is Cassie. I shared a previous story on here before. First of all, before I start my story, I just want to say Disturbed. Y'all are amazing. Um, Y'all have got me through a lot of hard times and stuff, just getting my mind off of things. And really listening to y'all's podcast really puts me into perspective on how the world really is nowadays. So it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me very vigilant because I am a single mom to protecting my little one. So keep up the great work y'all are doing. Y'all are amazing. I love the stories everything um and I do my heart does go out to the people that put the stories on here the story I'm gonna say actually happened to me at work I work in a mall I work in the portrait studio of the mall and I don't want to give too much detail off but I do live in Texas and it was one of the bigger malls um if anyone knows it's the one with the boots that's all I'm gonna say but I was doing photos that day 
and I was with my uh, customer. We were picking out his pictures, seeing which one he liked and everything. And out of nowhere, me, my customer and my coworker all heard what sounded to me like an elephant stampede um, and people shouting and screaming. And I looked at my coworker and he asked me, do you want me to go and check? I told him yes, but no at the same time, because if it's a shooter, I don't want you to be the next victim. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to go check. And I told him, I said, okay, if you hear a pop pop noise, get your ass back over here and we're going to hide and we're going to take shelter kind of thing. I grew up in a school that was always getting threatened to get shot up. So I know the lock in place and shut up kind of thing. Um, he doesn't even get halfway to the where the escalators are. And I'm on the third floor of the mall. And he comes back and he goes, we're supposed to be getting evacuated. So everybody leave. And we hear fire alarms. And I'm like, oh, OK, we're, we're right next to the food court. Probably a fire went off in the food court. And it's going to take a minute to kind of travel this way. And me, my coworker, and this customer were all walking towards the escalators and we're making kind of jokes, trying to make it lighthearted. And I told him, I said, you know, if it is a shooter, my dad's work, van, uh, work truck is right outside. He has saws, we can use them as weapon, kind of go like zombie land method. I was like, oh, and also run in zigzags. They can't aim if you're running in zigzags and running through merchandise. And out of nowhere, we hear a woman scream on the top of her lungs, active, shoot, run. My first instinct was fight or flight, and I chose flight. I swear to God, I turned into a track star running down those escalators, and I was bobbing and weaving through um, merchandise, because right next to the escalators is the food court, and that's where the shooting was supposed to be going on. And so we get outside, and... I'm in all black. You can obviously tell I work here. And people that have been my customers before are coming up to me, crying, asking me to come and save people. One of the girls that recognized me, she says that her dad is a ex-veteran and he's still inside and he has bad knees. So there's not much I can do. They're not even letting me back inside. Um, the whole entire mall gets shut down and so forth and we get told to go home what happened to the victim was it was an isolating shooting to where it was two males that came up to another guy and point blank shot him in the face uh, while he was getting his hair cut but it was just it was really crazy and I did hear a story um, not too long ago I think yesterday off of one of your older stories of a kid that just went through a shooting in Oklahoma and it kind of made me really think about that like the world's coming down to a crazy place and I just want everybody to be safe and careful even in a mall you're not safe you're not careful enough and anything can happen and to the barber that had to witness his, uh, their client being shot my heart goes out to you and to the family that lost their loved one. I'm so sorry. And to the shooters, I really hope something happened to you to where you got put in jail or you got put in your place because that is wrong to take a life. But 
that's my little short story. I hope y'all enjoy it. And Disturbed, y'all are amazing again. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia... Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. Follow our social channels on Facebook and Instagram at Disturbed Podcast and on Twitter at Disturbed underscore pod. Don't forget you can send in your own true terrifying tale. Head over to disturbedpodcast.com slash submit. If you'd like to support the show and gain access to bonus episodes, ad-free content, and early releases, visit patreon.com slash disturbedpodcast. We'll be shouting out our newest Patreon members in next week's episode. Music by Carl Casey at WhiteBatAudio and Co.ag. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new, full-length episode. And don't forget to stay safe out there, y'all.